0: Picture this. You're a fisherman who lives with your tribe and family off the coast of the Philippines. Each day you dive into the waters with your homemade spear gun and wooden fin to hunt fish. You'll sell them in order to afford staples and cheaper fish to support your family. Your tribe has lived on the stilted homes off the shore for centuries, every child learning to dive deep from a young age on the back of their fathers. You're poor, and so is your tribe. Because of your nomadic lifestyle, and maybe your religious beliefs, the people and government of the Philippines treat you as a second-class citizen and illegal immigrant. One day, a German man shows up. He's tall, bald, and thin. Through your shared broken English, he tells you he's a world-famous freediver and wants to have a competition with the fishermen of your village. The people I'm talking about are the Sama Baijao, and on that day, several fishermen set new Filipino national records for depth many only hindered by the ocean floor, returning with sand and shells to prove they could go no further. An unknown people uniquely dominant at a sport practiced and profited by rich Westerners. Subsequent research suggests that the Samabajal may have developed larger spleens that aid in their deep dives. I learned about them from the HBO program Real Sports and later a National Geographic article documenting their unique skill. Could I do that? I'd like to dive deep. Today we take the first step. On today's Do It or Else, I challenge you to try and hold your breath for two minutes.
1: Do you buy your thermometers, sir? Is that a
0: challenge? Do you buy your thermometers? fun. Let's have a duel. Challenge accepted. If you wanna, wanna, wanna come over, do you wanna, wanna, wanna go run? If you wanna, wanna, wanna come over, do you wanna, wanna, wanna go run? If you wanna, wanna, wanna come over, you wanna, wanna, wanna go riding? If you wanna, wanna
1: wanna, come over, did you wanna, wanna Hello and welcome to the Do It Or Else podcast. I'm Dustin and I'm joined by my former schoolmate and breath-focused bosom buddy, Ryan. Hey, I'm Ryan. What makes me a bosom buddy? You're my breath-focused bosom buddy. Oh, thanks, man. And if you're joining us for the first time, this is a weekly challenge podcast, not an ice cream challenge or a Tide Pod challenge. None of that crap. None of it. We partake in cool personal challenges each week with the hopes of, you know, struggling to complete that challenge and it enriches our lives in a hopefully positive way. Oh, yeah. Dude, this one was a doozy, don't you think? I definitely struggled with this one. It wasn't like the three panel comic like last week. You know. No, this
0: was not just a, th- it wasn't like the run 10 miles. It wasn't like the cry in the rain. It wasn't like a thing you could just bear down and do or just like kind of lightly do. This is something you really had to work for. Let's talk about the challenge. So the rules of this week's challenge were to hold our breaths for two minutes, to hold your breath for two minutes. It was simple, right? Like just hold your breath for two minutes. What were the rules? They were don't try to hold your breath. Try for two to minutes. hold your. That's what it was. It was try to hold your breath because if you held your breath for less than that or more than that and you hurt yourself, we didn't want to be responsible. Also, you needed a buddy there to watch you. Uh, spoiler alert: I never had a buddy. I just did this by myself constantly, so I broke I my did. own rule there the whole time. Um, and we didn't want to do it in water because I felt like the drowning risk was too much for that um, that might have been a hindrance and we'll get into that later. but those were the, the rules for this week, right
1: Try to hold your breath for two try minutes to hold your breath was the, the challenge minutes. yeah okay good so dude, yeah, dude. Man. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about this
0: <laughs> yeah, dude but first I just I was waiting for you to get on the phone with me and I just walked down to the uh, to the mailbox. As I want to do, I like to go get the mail. Do you like
1: to go get the mail? I do enjoy getting the mail. I also like taking the trash out to the side of the curb. Yeah, and like just—I mean,
0: we're not dads. That was but kind of dad forced stuff. onto me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what you're like in your in your marriage or by your parents?
1: By my marriage, of course. Okay. Yeah, I guess a, Courtney a,
0: doesn't really want to go
1: get the mail or the trash ever. But I, I love think... to go do it. Like, that's one of the things that is an unspoken, you know, there are there are typically unspoken truths. Um, I feel like in a cisgendered, heterosexual relationship, the expectation is the man does all the dirty work. I don't think getting the mail is dirty work. But it's, I don't know, maybe it's outside work. Like, it's the outside, yeah, it's outside of the of trash, of mail, getting the newspaper. If you still do that, check out previous episode where we talk about newspaper comics but like cutting the grass all that stuff outside is yours unless you're oh i love cutting the grass female too. partner is a gardener and likes to garden
0: but here's the thing so i go and i get the mail as i love to do because it's always a surprise what's the mail going to be and have you ever i don't understand these people but have you ever like donated to a political or environmental or religious or some sort of cause online, and they, they get your email information, they they learn just a little bit about you, and that, that information they have is that you will give someone money sometimes. I, yeah. don't, I don't know if you've ever done this, but once you do that, you open the floodgates to all this insane mail, I get maybe five or six huge letters from different organizations, not organizations I donated to, but huge organizations that just want my money. Have you have does this happen to you? This happened to me. Is that are all of these addressed spe- specifically to you? Oh yeah, I've got one right here. Okay. Ryan Sedgwick and it it says it's a big yellow envelope with a picture of a honeybee on it getting some pollen all over his wings. And Aww. it's the NRDC, a force of nature. And It's just telling me about how the honeybees are dying.
1: Oh, that's awful. And these guys... It's true.
0: Well, no, I know Uh. it's true, but why... If the honey... How does this huge... You hear me opening it here, but how does this huge bit of mail... This is eight sheets of paper. I'm not lying. This is eight sheets of paper. How is this helping the honeybees? I get these from, like, the Save a Tree Foundation, too. There's tons (laughs) and tons... What do they spend on the mail? The glossy pictures? This is crazy. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's the last gasps
1: of the paper industry.
0: Yeah, the paper and the mail industry, I guess.
1: They just Is this making them money? Does this work? I would hope so because I believe in the importance of honeybees and how they lead to food production, and, you know, and it's like they are a key part of our ecosystem. Oh yeah, um, you gotta I love care the, about the bees. bees. I care about the bees, but I think there's a better, a better way to spend that money. I mean, if the budget is so small that they have to do mailers, like they can't get commercials or a documentary built or filmed or something, maybe that's all they got. So they're trying. I'm sorry, it's pissing you off. It pisses me off. It's a waste of paper. I would, I would hope, I would hope that they get some money. All right. Everybody, let's donate to
0: NRDC this week. That's yeah. The storms there. That's our secret challenge. NRDC is the name of this organization, and we have to give them money now because Dustin says so. Natural <sighs> okay. Resource Defense Council.
1: Okay, that's I'm who doing they it. are. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. All right, here. NRDC. I'm putting, I'm putting my money in the envelope. And I'm licking the envelope, <laughs> and it's mailed. Well, oh, there it goes. It's out the door. I feel better now. Yeah. What's going on with you, man? I generally feel better about this challenge being over. Uh, oh, is it over for been, you? It's been... I don't think I'll continue my journey, my pursuit of breath-holding, unless I'm going spearfishing, which I'll talk about later. Okay. Um. Yeah, th- this was an interesting weird challenge for me i think because it's very mental and i'm not the most mental type of person i'm a very physical person um and this was this was a uh, a stretch for me but i i enjoyed it the challenge but i don't think i'll repeat it all right well you want to learn some about it i'm ready to learn deal
0: my good buddy. This week was my week's challenge, so it's my week to teach you about it. Sound good? I am ready for it. Give it to me. Well, this all kind of starts, it's complicated. This, this breath holding, what we're actually talking about is called static apnea. Um, the thing that we did is called static apnea, which is mostly done underwater because it's connected to the sport of freediving. And freediving is as old as human beings are. I mean, human beings grew up, for the most part, along the banks of rivers. Our civilizations developed there. And why not start, you know, 7,000, 10,000 years ago, people were diving in the ocean to collect food. It's pretty obvious, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It goes back, like all of our episodes, to ancient Greece. There's references to sea divers uh, in the Iliad. Uh, there's people diving in the ocean to get sponges, I think there's people getting clams. Um, one of my favorite civilizations, the Minoans, which is this island off the coast of Greece, kind of oh, uh, I love the Minoans. Yeah, you got to love the Minoans, a matriarchal society
1: with all their great uh, mm.
0: blue mm-hmm. clothing and stuff. Well, yeah, those we are about clothes. the
1: matriarchal. I want to stop this. We are about yeah. the matriarchal society.
0: yeah, I, I I support matriarchal societies. I'm I'm game for it. Men have been in charge too long. I'd rather sit at home and make a podcast than be in charge of anything.
1: Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm ready to be the homemaker. Yeah. I'm ready.
0: I don't mind cooking and cleaning. I'm game. I don't mind going and getting the mail too. I'll do all the jobs. Heck yeah. I'll do all the jobs. If the ladies would just handle everything for us, that'd be so much better.
1: (laughs) That's so lazy. (laughs) You organize my life and I'll do all the labor. I, I love you. Yeah. I love the women and tell me about the Minoan society. Well, you know, okay, really so if cool. you ever they're see cool. these
0: pictures of the Minoans, um the women are in these long uh skirts. They're often topless in the pictures, which is awesome. But they're wearing these long blue skirts and the blue color apparently comes from like a clam or a seashell that they would have to the uh, they would have to di- dive deep down to get. Oh yeah. So, you know, it goes back that far. Also like um ancient japanese poetry has a lot of these women called pearl divers who i guess like were real people who went and these women would dive down to like 60 feet or something like that and grab sponges and they would get extra money if they came back with a pearl wow
1: yeah that's awesome yeah but the not, r- not a chuck Palahniuk short story i like that version better
0: what is the chuck paul is there something called the pearl
1: diver that he no. wrote there's something, and, and I won't get, go into it because it's really gross, but if you want to find that story, it's among this book called uh, Haunted, and it's okay. about a writer's workshop of all these people that get brought together and basically get held hostage and forced to write. Um, so this is one of the stories. Okay, somebody book. writes writes a, a, a story about a pearl diver. It's a crazy book, uh, as all of Chuck Palahniuk's books are crazy. Um, but that was one I read, I don't know, maybe my freshman year, sophomore year of college, I guess. And I i don't want to read it again, but it stuck okay. with me. All right, I won't read it.
0: So the, the modern history of freediving and whole, breath holding starts in 1913. This Italian sponge diver, like a guy who would go down and collect sponges off the ocean floor, um, his name was—I'm gonna get it wrong, but so it goes—Stathis uh, Hazis or Hazis, something like that. This dude was a was a little small man. Apparently, he smoked all the time, and he was just like a sailor type. He dove down to collect a a stuck anchor from a talent, from an Italian battleship hmm. um, and apparently he dove down something like 76 meters and was down there for three minutes so this is the first recorded example of a free dive so the dude got
1: three minutes which is better than what we got heck yeah that's awesome yeah he and like it. if you're thinking like underwater you are moving like you're you're being very physical so to do the, all those motions underwater yeah and
0: to move an anchor So, and it's apparently true. The Italian Navy to this day, like supports the claim in the early uh, 20th century. Then is where the kind of the sport takes off and it becomes a sport. This dude Romano butcher starts it. He gets down to 30 meters. So not the same as the Italian, the other guy before, but this starts becoming like they record it. There's judges sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, He gets down to 30 meters in 1949 and then it becomes this huge rivalry. There's all these other divers that start becoming part of this world, and they compete and compete and compete. Um, Into the 60s, women start taking part. Um, There's this woman, what's her name? Uh, Angela Bandini. Bandini. It seems Mm -hmm. like a lot of Italians, a lot of Croatians, a lot of of Greeks. Um, I guess something about the Met... uh, What is that ocean called? Why am I the guy who (laughs) doesn't...
1: Learn your geography, pal. Oh,
0: God, it comes back to me.
1: You come on this show, learn your geography. What's the ocean called? Why am Isn't I forgetting? It the the Mediterranean? God, sea? that's the thing Red? I
0: picked on you in the first episode. Medi- about... Is
1: it, it's the Mediterranean Ocean? Yeah, or...
0: it's the Mediterranean Sea. But why did I forget it
1: right there? How am... stupid. Oh boy, it's okay. It's okay. All right. Come here. So, Just come here. Come here. Come here. It's okay. Oh, thanks, baby. It's all right. All right. <laughs> so she's... Pat you pat you on the back real quick.
0: This lady dives down, she gets like hundred and six meters down to the ocean, which is just incredible. And this is in the sixties. A hundred and six yeah meters. Oh man. It doesn't this doesn't have her breath hold time because at the time they were just seeing how deep they could get. Oh, okay. Um in later years, these organizations have sprung up. Uh, of course, like Guinness Book tracks apnea and deep dives. And then there's some private organizations that are you know, clubs that started tracking how well people did. Mm -hmm. Um, The first time I ever became aware of this was in the 2000s. Do you remember David Blaine, the magician?
1: Yes, I love David Blaine. Street magic.
0: Yeah, so he did this huge thing where, I don't know if you remember, he was in this big glass orb in New York City, full of water, and he like... Suspended
1: too, right? Wasn't he like being... Like, hung from a crane or something?
0: Yeah, it was, like, up in the air. And he's in this orb of water. And I think he stayed in it for, like, four weeks or something. And at the end of that, he started breathing pure O2, like, pure oxygen. hmm And he was in an attempt to set the world record breath hold, uh, static acne with pure O2, I think is what they were calling it. Um, and he actually failed wow. on that one. He passed out and had to, like, be pulled out by... Um, like rescue divers and doctors. I think
1: I remember seeing that. Yeah. Wow. So
0: it was at, at the time, these pure O2 things, this was like the, the new hotness. And then he, the next year, went on Oprah and actually set the record. Wow. Wait so, to do it on Oprah. Yeah. So David <laughs> Blaine set the record for pure O2 at 1704
1: on Oprah. Oh so, good for so him. So, he got to breathe. He got a he got a breathing boost before yeah, holding his breath. Exactly. That's why there's two different
0: categories. There's these pure O2 people, and the current record for that is this is insane. You're not going to believe this. The current record for a pure O2 dive is 24 minutes and 11 seconds. Well, this dude, this Croatian dude, Bumir Sobat He set this record in 2018, so it's a pretty new record. And it's pretty mind-blowing. 24 minutes and 11 seconds is incredible. But, again, that's with Puro 2, and that's not what we did. What we did is a classic static apnea breath hold. Um, These records are still set in water, but the current record is a little bit contested right now. There's actually two guys that hold
1: separate world records. For static, dry... Breath holding,
0: yeah, so the one that's most, that you read about the most is this guy named Stephanie Munsfund. I really, mm-hmm. I, these names are very difficult for me. Uh, but this dude has a, r- a record of 11 minutes, 35 seconds on just normal breathing. Wow. Yeah, we're trying to that's, get to two. That's awesome. That's on the awesome. same type of rules, this guy's at 11.34 um, his is like the most widely accepted. There's this other guy named Branko Prechovic, and he has a longer time, and it's set by the Guinness Book, so a reputable source. But it's not completely agreed upon by the whole diving community. His mm-hmm. so the the longest anybody's done this is 11 minutes 54 seconds. Wow, that's held awesome. By, held by Branko.
1: That's awesome. And, you know, like the difference between wet and dry, I can see really, you know, play a huge difference in it because you talked about like that mammalian reflex or whatever. And I think back all the way to Greek times when people are diving. And before that, you know, we might be fishing or whatever. And there are stories of, you know, like even though they weren't going for a record, but like a little kid, it's typically a little kid falling through ice. And right, like they get being submerged cold. underwater. Yeah. And they're underwater for like over half an hour sometimes. And they pull them out, and with CPR, they're able to make a recovery with very little brain damage uh, just because one, it's so cold, and um, that mammalian reflex kicks in. Yeah, exactly. There's uh, basically three tricks that
0: these really great divers and breath holders are using. Uh, to overcome our body's natural response to wanting to breathe. Oh, yeah. Um, Okay. The first one is you've got to overcome overcome your fight-or-flight reflex. So just basic human anatomy, when we get scared, our body kind of thrashes out, our heart begins to race, and we'll do anything to survive in a lot of circumstances. A lot of people call that fight-or-flight. For breath holders, though, what they have to do is learn to meditate and shut down your body's response to fight or flight. You've got to learn to keep your heart rate slow because the faster your heart pumps, the more oxygen you're pulling from your blood and you only have so much left in your lungs. So you need to keep that heart rate slow to keep the oxygen in your blood. It's pretty simple. Mm -hmm. The second is the one we were talking about there, the mammalian dive reflex. And this is really obvious when you look At all mammals, I mean, uh, you know, the beaver, the dolphin, the seal, and even humans, we apparently all have this understanding that when our bodies go underwater, a nerve kicks off in our brain that notices the temperature and the pressure difference on -hmm. our skin. And what it does is it slows our heart rate down, which is great. So it, it solves that problem for you. Just to be submerged in water, your heart rate slows down to conserve oxygen, smartly, and your uh, your veins and calip... Can you say caliparies? Caliparies? Capillaries. 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 Your capillaries, they constrict. And what they do is they force blood back up into your system and into uh, your vital organs to keep you alive. That's why if you hold your breath long enough, you might have experienced those uh, cold, tingly feelings in your fingertips and extremities. That's because your body is actually pulling warm blood away from those parts of your body because it's deeming them not, you know, important at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so smart. So smart, the human body. Gross, but yeah, awesome. Yeah, well, there's even a third thing, which is the human spleen, um, which is not a thing you think about. I think it filters blood Is its, like, job for you. Yeah, you but can your... live
1: without a spleen.
0: Yeah, you don't have to have a spleen, but it really helps you in these diving scenarios because your spleen is full of oxygenated blood that it's been working on. And if you're holding your breath long enough, it will constrict your spleen and force a bunch of new blood back into the system. So it has nothing to do with that current breath hold. It's a bunch of extra.
1: Is that due to... uh, Is that... Is that... Sorry, let me take... Is that fact about the spleen more related to diving underwater and a pressure change or is it a reaction in your body so the essay at the beginning of
0: this show I talk about these people the Samo Bajau and doctors have investigated them because their spleens are larger than most other people which is what is making them in addition to their amazing aquatic culture this large spleen is giving them more oxygenated blood They've, wow. uh, they've like, selected for it genetically because they're an ocean-faring people. The spleen, I guess, is what gives them the edge. It's like uh, Michael Phelps' lungs are what makes him such a great swimmer. His huge feet and hands probably help, too. But his big lungs uh, give him such a huge advantage over the competition. Makes so, th- it's the same so thing, much the sense. The spleen. Um, And then the third thing these guys do is they learn, I don't know if we held our breath long enough, but if you were holding your breath and you felt your diaphragm, the muscle below your lungs kind of in your belly, that big flat muscle that you use to breathe out in your belly, that started spasming um, and it can be kind of painful, but all these divers do is they just learn to ignore it. Oh my gosh. So they they just freaking ignore their body shaking and convulsing, and they just let it go. Because your body is trying to push oxygen out of your lungs and into the bloodstream by spasming the diaphragm. Uh, But these divers know scientifically that there's still more oxygen in their lungs, and they can just ignore their body's reflex there.
1: Oh my gosh, that makes crazy gross sense. Because your body is... That... Okay, so that spasm of the diaphragm is compressing the lungs. Yeah, right? it's pushing up it's, into the lungs. And and as it compresses, that air is forced through the alveoli, I think, of your lungs, which is where the oxygen transference takes place, I think. Oh, okay. Adam Mabry, get back to me on that. You're a, yeah, we kind need of a doctor. We need some doctors it, on this. Tell we us. We really
0: tell- should have talked to some doctors before
1: we did any of this. Yeah, yeah. And I referenced Adam in, I think, our first episode... Um maybe no, it was maybe our second episode and I made a mistake. He's actually in the Marines, not the army.
0: Okay. okay.
1: It was definitely fi. the first it was the first episode. I'm sorry. Sorry, yeah. Adam. Simplify. <laughs> you ready to talk about how it went for us? I want to talk about it. Let's do it. We are back to discuss our personal experience with the challenge. And Ryan, I'm just going to go first if you don't mind. Yes, please. Because this, you really threw me a curveball and I didn't know what to expect or what to do. Um, When I think about holding my breath, I don't know about you, but I think of a couple unique things. I think of when I was like a kid in the car and we'd either drive past a graveyard or like go through a tunnel. Mm Mm-hmm. And you try to do that. Oh, yeah, or the like tunnel th- thing. Tunnel thing. I, tunnel- you know, I like... loved
0: that. We used to do it also when you would cross like a state line for some reason.
1: Like we would lift up our feet and hold our breath. I don't know why. That's interesting. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and I remember, you know, like swimming in middle school. I was on like the neighborhood swim team with our buddy Andy. And like I remember holding my breath for that. But like other than that, it's a completely. Um, forgotten thing unless you're really intentful on it in like yoga or swimming or holding your breath for a challenge um, and it, it was fun to get in touch with that mental game of it um, and I, I found some little writing about it that the human breath is like you, you can also be a passenger or you can be a driver. And it's when you choose to be the driver, like you can do some really incredible things by forcing yourself to breathe in a very intentful way. Um, That's beautiful, yeah. The passenger or the driver. That's exactly right. And I did most of my research to get ready for this from Reddit. I did Reddit spearfishing. That's where I went. Okay. I don't know why. But I started, when I started thinking about this, I thought about like free diving and spear fishing, And when they popped up in Google next to each other, I picked spearfishing and I went down the spearfishing rabbit hole. And then I went to the real pros of the internet Reddit. And what did they teach you? Well, they were like <laughs> the best advice on the whole thing. You see all these requests for advice of how to increase their breath. And the upvoted answer for every single one of them is go diving more. You know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, do it more. Like practice. Yeah, Go do you it. You have to practice. And that's like the biggest thing. But then deeper down into it, you actually see some stuff. Um, these are the ones that I used. Try to calm your mind. Don't drink coffee or caffeine before yep. like breath training. Yep. And when it's time, some people talk about different numbers. Hyperventilate. So it's like large deep breaths some say just do three some do 10 um i kind of played with it and um i ended up taking like at the end of the challenge run i did about like 30 uh deep deep breaths so i was i was doing that and i was thinking about that and do you ever like i don't know about you but this whole time i was thinking about movies I love movies, and I always talk about them, and I'm sorry. No. I'm thinking about... I was thinking
0: about uh, U-571,
1: the submarine movie. That was was always in my mind. That's another great movie that has breath holding. Uh, Finding Nemo. (laughs) Yeah. That's the best one. Uh, But there were, like, in the movie Alien Resurrection, there's this absurd deck-to-deck scene where they have to swim and they shoot guns and there are all these air bubble screams while, like, running away from aliens. Totally unrealistic. And then, um, if you remember the old school movie that I grew up with, uh, the first one I saw was called The Poseidon Adventure. Oh, that yeah, yeah, That was, like, yeah, back yeah. in the 70s it was made. It was a Gene Hackman movie. Yeah, I know it. And uh, um, he... Gene Hackman has an awesome, spoiler alert, death in that movie. And... Go see that movie before seeing the shitty remake Poseidon with Kurt Russell, who has a decent death. Okay, they both <laughs> die. They're doing the that same is that tends to be here. key in a lot of these breath holding
0: movies. Is sometimes one character makes it out, but normally someone will die. Uh, I love mm-hmm. it in the in the the James Bond one where he's going and getting Vesper out of the uh, the more more recent James Bond where he's getting the girl Vesper out of the sunken venetian elevator car and she just like she drowns or tom cruise in the mission impossible movie from like two two years ago where he like i think he really did it i think he held his breath for like five minutes i think he yeah i think tom
1: cruise is actually that guy yeah and then i'm thinking of this awful movie i can't remember what the title was i feel like it's on netflix um, it's about this group of cave divers who get trapped in a cave. Oh God. And the only way to get out is like through swimming through all these caves and they slowly get hurt and they slowly get sick and everybody dies That's and terrible. it's f- terrible. Right. Like, so this and,
0: is what's in your mind is all these terrible, all these films. terrible things.
1: Yeah. But I finally sat down to do it. I tried it a couple days. Um, The first time I tried to do it was just in sitting in my car in a parking lot. I was just like, "All right, let's see how I can go." And I made it like forty-eight seconds. That's great. That's a good start. Oh my gosh, that hurt! Like, there's no way I'm gonna do it for two minutes. No way. So that was that was a a dry static apnea attempt um, in the middle of the day after you know quite a few cups of coffee and work and stress and whatever high blood pressure from driving, Um, whatever. So then I decide, okay, first thing in the morning, I'm going to wake up, do some deep breathing, and I'll try it again. Um, and then I attempted that, and I got to around like a minute 50. Whoa. Something like that's that. That's the next day? That was, no, that was, so the first attempt, and then it was like maybe two days of research. And then I tried it, and... Uh, that was i think just with the benefit of low low blood pressure in the morning no caffeine your brain is kind of all still asleep so it's it's kind of going slow so just try it so that worked that was a good result so tried it the next day but i you know took my time getting ready i sat and just breathed for maybe 5 minutes and uh just really calmed myself and then i began the hyperventilation and i did you know about 30 really big deep breaths and like my nose was tingling my face was tingling because of all the oxygen that i had um and then i attempted it and i got about like 215 whoa 215 dude that's incredible yeah the first times i were doing i was doing it i was looking at my clock and that was giving me stress i think yeah i don't think you can look at the clock yeah, my last attempt, I didn't look at it until I finished holding my breath. Way to go, dude. Congratulations. Thank you. It was fun. I, I hope you had a good experience,
0: too. I want to hear yours. So my experience started similar to yours. Um, the day I came up with the challenge, I decided, okay, let's see what my baseline is. I held my breath. I really fought for it, you know, and I got 45 seconds. Uh, really similar to your experience. Um and then I was like, okay, well, I've got to figure this out. I went on where you go to uh, Reddit. I tend to go to YouTube. So I watched a video on YouTube where this guy in the course of a month actually holds his breath for four minutes. Whoa. Um, yeah. And what he and so he started from nothing like we did. Um, and the dude was pretty pretty normal. He seemed to have like a normal level of health like we do. And he used an app called Stamina. Uh, Which is just a simple, uh, they're they're called these apnea tables that it has for you. Um, So I downloaded stamina, I put in my record, and it generates the tables for you. And it generally does two different kinds of workouts it wants you to do. It wants you to do O2 workouts and CO2 workouts. So the O2 workouts, uh, you breathe for generally a minute every time in between. And then you'll hold your breath for increasing amounts of times. So when you first start, it's pretty simple, like hold your breath 15 seconds, hold your breath 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, Um, and you do like Mm. maybe eight rounds. The CO2 ones are a little different where you're going to hold your breath for a fixed amount of time. Um, Early on, it was something like 30 seconds, hold your breath for 30 seconds, and the amount of time you get in between decreases. So your first breath, you get a minute and a half, your second breath, you get a minute 15 all the way down to some of these workouts, for your your breath in between can be as much as t- as little as ten seconds. So these are training two different things. The O2 is training uh, how much oxygen you can like run on and how long you can run on it. The other is how much CO2 you can just stand, because CO2 is what hurts. Uh, CO2 is what's bad for you, and it uh, it's the thing your body's really trying to fight the most. So those really short breaths, and you're just dealing with large amounts of CO2, uh, is what created a lot of the pain, I think. Um, so I started doing these tables. Uh, there were two other things I decided to do too. Uh, I realized that slowing my heart rate was going to be a huge part of this. So I went again to my phone and I downloaded the Headspace app, which is a free app for like guided meditations. Um, and I did, you know, a good amount of practicing meditation, which is something, you know there's been times in my life where I did it for maybe a week and then I turned it off and I couldn't keep up with meditation uh but I focus on these meditations to slow my heart rate uh and the third thing I did was get a good amount of exercise um obviously
1: the stronger your lungs are the more air they can hold i would think you have strong lungs because of all of your seeing experience and they they Taught y'all how to breathe with the diaphragm. Right. And yeah. sing from your soul. Yeah, I
0: can sing from my soul. But actually, as I've gotten older, my singing's gotten worse. And I think it's a bit because my lungs have gotten weaker. When I was a kid and I was in chorus, I think I had pretty strong lungs and I was running cross country and swimming on swim teams like you. Uh, I think I had pretty strong lungs. But now, as I've gotten older and fatter, uh, I think I've lost a lot of that strength. So, uh, just, and I, instead of running straight distances, not like the 10 mile challenge, I started to do kind of sprinting exercises, uh, cause I, I thought that that would maybe increase my lung capacity in just this week. So the first time I did it, I hit about, uh, 45 seconds. I did it a couple days later after a little bit of training. And I think I hit a minute 15, uh, the next day I think I got up to a minute 30 so I was starting to see really good progress and then wow. on the fifth day uh, I tested myself it might have been the sixth day I tested myself and yeah I got there I got to two minutes four seconds and I was super Sweet. proud of myself like super super pumped um, but at the same time you know I saw this video where this dude went four minutes so I've decided I'm gonna keep going with this. I really enjoy the practicing. I really enjoy the Ooh. meditation. I like the focus that this gives my day. I don't love the headaches you get from holding your breath, which we haven't really discussed. <laughs> but like, you get weird. Your brain doesn't work as well. I mean, there's no other way to put it. It just doesn't freaking work. But uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm working on a YouTube video. I've been tracking the whole thing, and so when this when this Episode comes out. Um, I'm hoping to get myself up to four minutes. So wish me luck. But you're already ahead of me. You're already at 2.15. But what I am going to do is I'm going to take advantage of that mammalian dive reflex. I'm going to start doing these in the water. Because okay. But apparently you, apparently you are going to have a friend. Yeah, yeah. I'll have the lifeguards and everything. But apparently you get 50% better when you do it in water. So it stands to reason that if I did it right now, I would get about three minutes if I did it in water correctly. Would it work
1: if you just stuck your head in a bucket?
0: Some people do that. Some people just put their heads in, in bowls of
1: cold water. Um, like their face down yeah, into it. A... The
0: problem I have with that, the thing I'm afraid of is the angle. So I want to keep my torso straight and not bent over into a bowl. So that's why I want to do it in a pulse, pool so I can just lay
1: mm-hmm. flat. That's my plan. Wish me luck. I'm sure all of our listeners would love to give you some uh support, and wish you well wishes. Um, if you want to do that, you can actually check him out a few ways. Ryan's very talented. He's got an awesome YouTube channel. His channel is just called Sedge S-E-D-G. That's right. Sedge, And he makes some awesome music and some funny videos, and he's actually composed all the music for our show. He's a, he's a very talented guy. Check him out. Thanks, buddy. I'm just blown away that you did that well that quickly. I don't know. I... I think maybe I'm just approaching it from um, a simpletons way, because like you said, you go to YouTube, you get a detailed description. I go to Reddit and like, just let me find some stuff and I'll implement those. I'll try it. And I'm, I feel like everything is, if there's a hammer. I got it. Or if there's a nail, I got a hammer. If there's a and hammer, gonna, I got to nail it. If there's a hammer, I got a nail tell you, for partner, it. I partner, if there's a hammer. I don't know, maybe my stubbornness for pain or my pain tolerance or whatever is maybe just a little bit higher than yours for whatever reason. Oh, I think so, um, definitely. And I don't know what time of the day you were doing it, but I was doing it like right around 7.30. Um, I did it all different times and, of the day. Yeah, so I don't know, maybe add that into your routine.
0: Oh, yeah, and also it should be said uh, through my exercises, the amount of pain to get to that 204, it wasn't that bad. It hurt way, 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 way less than the forty-five seconds. So, if you wanted to, you probably could have kept going. Like, yeah, I really just wanted that two-minute mark. Uh, were you were you watching a clock? No, I I was sitting where I'm sitting right now, just staring out the window at the cars going by.
1: Just trying to stay really okay. calm. Okay. Yeah. Close your eyes. Sit down. Maybe. Yeah. Like in a. Maybe I did half a, of it a...
0: with my eyes closed, half of it with them open.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I would say even those details of your your eyes focusing on things might be another piece of your brain um working drawing electricity from your heart yeah so it might be able to help you even decrease your heart i don't know i'm just a guy you're just a guy well as a guy do you want to help me rate this thing i want to rate this thing i got a good scale for you buddy all right let's do it
0: Every week on the show, we create a custom rating to go with our custom challenge. No challenge can be rated against any other. They're all independent, little shooting stars that we love very much.
1: And Dustin, what's our uh, scale this week? Ryan, the average human body takes about 12 breaths a minute when at rest. Did you know that? No, I had no clue. Yeah, depending on uh your age that can that number can go from 12 to 20 if you're a child if you're a baby your heart goes really fast and if you're older and healthy it goes slower i'm sorry what am i talking about breaths i'm talking about breaths
0: yeah i thought you're talking
1: about breaths you're talking i messed hearts. up i totally threw off the come scale. on
0: dusty you're ruining the show ah boogie <laughs> 12 breaths a 12 minute breaths. is that the scale one to twelve 1 to 12 breaths 1 to
1: 12 breaths
0: Okay, I'll go first. Uh I loved this challenge. It uh doing the meditation, it focused my exercise. It really focused me every day to have a little thing I was working on. It kept me like away from watching television. It kept me away from playing video games because I had something to do. I had something to talk about with people that was weird and interesting. I Loved this challenge. Uh I adored it. Uh luckily this is a twelve point scale. I loved this dude. I'm giving this
1: eleven. That is a fantastic score. Yeah, I loved it. You you were all about this challenge. And yeah, this this I loved this a lot. I'm excited for you to continue it and check back in later. Yeah. What'd you think of it? I didn't like this that much. <laughs> um I gotta give it eight. Eight breaths. That's still really
0: high. Are you it's pretty good? Are I don't wanna challenge your rating, but are you being a little too high?
1: It sounds like you really didn't like it. All right, seven breaths. I and I'm <laughs> not gonna say and I'm not gonna say it's still I'm still above it, average. I'm not gonna give it it's an above average, like if you know, if you think of it from a percent scale, above seventy percent. And um Actually, no. Seven is no, like in the sixties. No. Jeez, man! You so keep it's got to be the wrong. eight. Let me stick with the eight. <laughs> okay, yes, yeah, that's where I, I want to be. All I right, want to be girl, at the eight. I'll let you do what you wanted to. I'm sorry I got in the way. It's I okay. You. But I'm at the eight scale because okay. I got good results. Like it made me feel good to make the to to make the challenge and to see that progress. Now, it's not my most favorite thing to do. Um, but it was difficult for sure at the beginning and that mental struggle at the beginning, um, to, to try again was my biggest hurdle. Like I was almost like, all right, I'm just going to, fucking go the rest of the week and say I, c- I couldn't get any better than 45 seconds or whatever, I got that first time. Yeah. And I, I was very happy with just coasting through the rest of the week and not doing it anymore. Um, but then I, I did the research and I tried it again and I got better results, like larger results just from following a few tips. And that's when I texted you earlier in the week. I didn't tell you. Yeah, you said you I, were getting close. I said I was getting close and it that felt good. Um, it's always good to see progress in anything. I think that's um, one of the best things for maybe – confidence and perseverance and grit and all these other things is to see progress um and that could be applied to work exercising um you know saving money for a special vacation or a gift or something like it you just have to start and keep going little baby steps and you have um, to do it yeah and that was that that is always good so i give it an eight i didn't love it i didn't like it but i enjoyed the progress. I enjoyed it enough to give yeah. it a, a score for what it is. And um, the activity is doesn't always have to be the basis of my scale. And I'm, I'm learning Fair that enough. because Fair I enough. like an activity. And this is an activity. It's just not something I would have ever thought of. Do you think it's something uh, the listeners will be able to pull off? I think every listener that starts at their baseline can double their... Uh, exactly result. i think within a week you
0: can probably if you follow some of these instructions and calm down and practice i really think you can double what you're doing you, i think you'll really surprise yourself i i found it like a very encouraging
1: challenge i enjoyed it a whole lot and on that note let's talk about next week's challenge every week we pick a new challenge we rated it the last one that is (laughs) yeah we did that part now we got to do the next part buddy that's done time to pick a new one yeah do it what is it i'm excited for this one we talked a little bit about movies at the front end that was just by accident yeah we talk Um, about
0: movies every time
1: we talk about movies every time and i'm feeling kind of movie fever there's no good movies coming out lately you know we're kind of i just saw a great movie
0: What'd you see? I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I just saw a great
1: one. A new movie in theater?
0: Yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the new Tarantino.
1: I totally forgot that's out. Yeah, I. It's am awesome. A horrible person. It's okay, buddy. Um, you can cut this out if it embarrasses you. Uh, I'm leaving it in, dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With all these shitty movies coming out of Hollywood today, <laughs> garbage Hollywood. This movies. garbage Hollywood, Holly weird. <laughs> yeah, I. I, I want to make doing a sick- remakes. All they're doing is remakes and learning how to fill in a coloring book. What's the challenge? Make a 60-second film. Make a 60-second film? Yeah, we can all do this. (sighs) 60 seconds is your... It doesn't have to be 60 seconds. Do whatever you want, but tell a story in 60 seconds, visually through film. Through your iPhone, you can do it on Instagram, you can do some minor editing in Instagram and create a little 60 second video. If you're able to pull off that, baby, you can make it in Hollywood, you can do it. It just takes one 60 second video to, to showcase your talents. All right, Tell your let's, story. right, let's do it or else. Thank you for listening, everybody. You guys are the best. You're the best listeners in the whole world. And we want you to join in, please, with these challenges.
0: I did not realize how fun it would be to have people doing these challenges along with us. It's really encouraging and fun.
1: And if you want to share those stories of your own experiences or share ideas with us, you can find us at do it or else pod on Instagram and mm-hmm. at do it or else pod one on Twitter. I don't know why they make us do the one, but they do. And you and can nobody also, we don't use the Twitter. So somebody tweet us and make us
0: start using the Twitter because we haven't done anything with it. Yeah.
1: I mean Twitter is what it is, and it's there if you like Twitter. So get at us there or send us a little snail mail. At uh, do it or else pod at gmail.com. Oh, yeah, us we got an up. email account. All right. Yeah, a little snail mail action. Yeah, please, please, hit us up. Please, please,
0: Please hit us up. Yeah, and subscribe to this podcast, of course,
1: so we don't have to keep chasing down our listeners every week. Tell a friend about yeah. us. Tell a friend. We're Maybe new. give us a, a five-star review if you like this sh- type of shenanigans. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Ryan,
0: thank you. Hey, you're welcome, buddy. Love you. Bye. Cheers.